We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The MPW Digital Podcast Network proudly presents McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Join longtime SEC beat writer Neil McCrady and former South Alabama assistant, Alabama staffer, and Ole Miss recruiting coordinator Tyler Siski for an hour of football and fun. Listen and enjoy as they talk ball, the national landscape, and much, much more. Now, here's your host in the Clark Ford Studios, Neil McCrady. Welcome into another edition of McCrady and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. There we go. Got you a, a, a chuckle in your yeah. the way you feel today. Yeah, I always do. Uh, I'm Neil McCrady. That, of course, is Tyler Siski. All day long. We uh, have a number of things to get to today. I'm uh, going to talk about uh, my making friends in Alabama. Tyler, the, the former Auburn Tiger, Tyler Siski, heard about that jackass you're doing a show with and things that he said. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about the people that are saying um, the dynasty is over in Tuscaloosa. We'll talk about we'll that. We'll just go full full bammer today. What do you think? Yeah, a lot of Alabama. Uh, and then uh, Jeff Saturday makes his uh, NFL coaching debut on uh, Sunday against the Raiders. We'll talk about he how he's probably going to be the best quote for the next uh, several weeks. Uh, Parks Frazier making his uh, first ever uh, first ever game calling plays in an NFL game at the age of thirty. Tyler. Dude, you re- you realize that this cat, and we'll talk about it, but this guy was a GA at Arkansas State like four years ago. Is that right? Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, uh, and then we'll get into the road to Boise. We'll make our picks. Uh, our picks are done. I, I did Tyler a solid because he's desperately trying to. Uh, to catch up, so to avoid repeats, he does know who I'm picking today so that there will be no repeats this week as he is desperately trying to close the gap. We did lose our first game as a repeat last week. Which one? We lost two of them. We lost Clemson and we lost oh, uh, we did. the Minnesota game. Yeah, we were close on Minnesota. Clemson was a disaster. I will, I will share because I wrote them down. I got them marked, the ones that I – because you and I agreed on two college picks. Okay. And two NFL picks. All right. Neither one of us have this game, so I'll start out with a little factoid that someone just sent me. You're not picking anything in Arkansas LSU, right? No. Okay, I'm not either. There's one that I thought about, and I kind of wish I'd done it, but I've gone this far without picking. And then he's done you good so far. I don't know why you'd change now. 
It's a college football team getting NFL-level action to cover the spread this week at Caesar Sports. Caesars in Las Vegas. LSU, now a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Arkansas, has received more spread bets than every NFL team except for the Falcons. LSU also has more money to cover the spread than 22 of 28 NFL teams. Of course, there's four NFL teams not playing. So the 28 teams playing this weekend. More money on LSU than on 22 of the 28 NFL teams playing this weekend. How about that? Wow. And I'll tell you, I think LSU wins big. I've said this all week. I'd, it has been the baffling game to me from the moment that the, the line came out because it came out at LSU minus three and people jumped on Arkansas. And I was like, but why? Well, it's at home. It's in Fayetteville. I'm like, it's going to be sunny. What it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold, but it's, it's going to be noon. I've sat in that stadium at Louisiana noon. boys don't do the cold, man. Been there, done that. But it's not that cold. It's 40. It's 40 degrees. That's a big difference, man. But you, you run around in the sunshine in 40 degrees. I, I, I know I, you have, but you're, you're, you like the cold. I'm a Louisiana boy. You run around in you're the different. sunshine in 40 degrees, and you will start feeling good. I did it in Duluth, Minnesota. At 6 a.m., and you warm up. I, if you're wearing, and I was wearing a T-shirt and a pair of running shorts. And I was wet because it rained you on You like the cold, though. Like, you're well, different. Well, I don't like that. I mean, I was shivering. I mean, I couldn't wait to run. You were definitely I, in the minority of Louisiana people that like the cold weather. Well, that's true. Like, I'll be honest. Sometimes I get irritated with Southerners because it's like a it's like a thing that we do. It's almost like we do it because we're supposed to. When it gets under forty, everybody's like, "Oh my God, this is the worst thing in the world." Let's stop. It's okay. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. We, we, it, you really don't feel that way. It's a mental thing. I agree, but I've also seen coaching wise. I will never forget this as long as I live. We had to win a game to get bowl eligible at Arkansas State one year. We were playing FAU. That was like. Seven in the Sun Belt was a big deal. They were either leading the Sun Belt or second in the Sun Belt. And it was 38 degrees, okay, at kickoff at 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock. They were out there with heaters and everything else, and they could not move. They couldn't function. Yeah. And we beat them like they stole something. Speaking of Arkansas, one of the games I remember being a weather game, you weren't on this team. It was the 2014 team. Where, um, here? At Ole Miss. No. They went up to Fayetteville in about this time, late November. Yeah, it was it was this it was next week, so the same time they're going this year, uh, right before the the uh, Egg Bowl. They had just lost. They they had the Treadwell game against Auburn, and they just beaten somebody some nobody team. I don't. Uh, uh, they played their bye game yeah. against whoever, beating the hell out of them. And they went up there, and it was cold, and it was wet. It's a, a drizzle, a ste- steady gray drizzle. And I remember watching two teams. I went into that game thinking Ole Miss would win. And watching the two teams warm up, it's the only game in my entire career where I watched warm-ups and went, God, someone give me a phone to call Vegas. Because Ole Miss was out there clearly bothered by the cold yeah. and the wet. And for whatever reason, Arkansas takes the field. This was a Bielema team, I suppose. I don't – whoever was the coach in 14. They they took the field, and they're jumping around. Like, 
almost celebrating in it, like the whole proverbial pigs and slop thing. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is either an acting job and they're trying to convince themselves of this or they like are fired up to play in this. Turns out they were fired up to play in that. They took it to Ole Miss at the line of scrimmage from the first snap. I remember watching that going, I should have called. I mean, I literally should have figured it out and put $500 on Arkansas plus whatever it was. I was going to win that day. Ole Miss was psyched out by the weather. I've never seen a game before or since involving anybody where one team was clearly bothered by it and the other team was clearly like reveling in it. If you haven't prepared in it, it changes. The ball gets slicker, even if it's cold. The ball's slicker. You know, the – you don't you're you're more if you're banged up you're a little bit more stiff it's hard to stay loose if you're not prepared and used to doing it 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 makes a difference now but like when we were at Arkansas State we didn't have an indoor back then so we were out there practicing it every day so it was fine with us just kind of got used to it yeah yeah and you do you get I'm I'm I've moved I'm a believer in I mean like your blood gets thin when you're on the coast man you get up you get up in I mean Jonesboro is just two hours north of here and Fayetteville's even colder than Jonesboro and it's it's different man. That wind cuts through you. Well, I can tell you, living in Mobile all those years made me soft. And cold. It changed me. Changed me from a, 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 the cold. Yeah, made me soft. So, but I got tired of the heat and humidity. <clears throat> like the humid seventy-nine degree day in December was depressing to me. Literally, mentally depressing. See, the way you feel about the cold, I feel about the heat. I love that. I feel at home. Even feel, like at Christmas time, I want to be hydrated by the oxygen in the air. I love it. Okay, I could do humidity year round. I get it. It sucks, but I would re- much rather be hot and humid than cold. Yeah, I just dry. found it to be depressing. All right, I'm rolling with the uh, rainbow sherbet today. I was getting ready to tell the people that probably figured it out by now. We're brought to you by Rain Total Body Fuel. We're powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. 300 milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel. To learn more, Rain also uh, sponsoring the road to Boise, a road that will go through Las Vegas. Oh, yes, it will. Yes, indeed. I but, talked to my man, Bob. He may come find a work trip out there and may come hang out oh, with the boys. Sweet. That'd be good. I got I got I got I got thing Cole, I got to do. Cole with. goes, that's even better. <laughs> Cole's excited. <laughs> Cole, get, get your Uber app downloaded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cole, we'll, we'll just reimburse you. Yeah, just, you're good. Just do it. Here you go. Um, yeah, so that'd be fun. We're going to go to Vegas, get there on a Friday, spend the weekend in Vegas, and then head to uh, Boise for the big, famous potato Boise Bowl. We got to take. We got to. We're running out of time. We got to make sure we get organized on stuff. Yeah, and we got we got all of our pieces. The only thing that this is, we don't have the camera working yet, right? We're we got a plan. We just got to test it. Okay. We have a plan. I okay. don't have a plan. Austin and Cole have a plan. Gotcha. Well, and we got to test it. If it were your plan, I would have no confidence <laughs> in it. Their, their plan. They I'm, seem very confident. Their plan, I'm good. I'm not, I don't feel as confident as their plan as they do. How about that? But we'll get it figured out. So uh, we'll talk about a number of things. Let's, let's start here. I, I, I did Ryan Brown with uh, the next round. Is one of my really good friends in the business, as you know. Yeah. And uh, he comes on our show almost semi-weekly. Um, to talk, you know, SEC. Yeah, good dude. One of my one of my friends. He has good people. We, we we talk a lot. Um, so they got me on their show yesterday. Of course, Ole Miss entertaining Alabama Saturday at two thirty. And I Oxford. heard that. 
So they uh, wanted to get me on, and we talked about the game, and we talked about the team and stuff, and then we got to what they wanted to get to, which was the Auburn coaching search in Lane Kiffin. And I don't think I said anything controversial. What I did say was I didn't think Lane was a great fit, and I explained why. And I said that if you told me that Auburn's next head coach was Lane Kiffin, that I would tell you that – and then you said guess the contract. I would guess eight to ten years, probably close to if not more than $100 million. So by the way, I've been told that I'm right. Um, and that I would guess that the whole thing was guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. And, of course, that pissed off the Auburn people who – one day, I'm just going to be honest, one day I hope to think of myself the way that Auburn thinks of Auburn. I really do, where it's like I look in the mirror and just go, God, I am spectacular. <laughs> I'm perfect. I mean, You do I, know that I went there and, then my, I, I get and my it. wife graduated from there. I get it, but sometimes I wish I could look at myself the way that they see themselves and just go. You think that's how I see myself when I wake up in the morning? I didn't say you. <laughs> well, you said Auburn people. Yeah, but you're not an Auburn person anymore. Anymore, but I grew up. I mean, yeah, I got more Auburn in me than. But you're not anymore. More, most schools. You went. You when went, I was a fan, when I was a fan, okay. I was a fan of Auburn. How about that? Okay. But you don't count because. Okay. You left for a long time and you went to other places. You've been at South Alabama. You've been at Arkansas State. You've been at Northwestern Alabama. State. <laughs> you've been at Alabama. You've been at Ole Miss. You've, you've, you've just been. Yeah. And so you've. Not only have you. You've worked to beat Auburn. You've coached and recruited against Auburn. You still love Auburn, but you have, unlike fans who it's a lifetime thing, you know, you know exactly what I'm Every saying. Every fan base has these people. Of, they do. Auburn's just got a bunch of them. And there's not, listen, I, I, I'm totally serious when I say this. I'm kind of jealous of it because I look in the mirror and all I see when I look in the mirror is, God, you are one ugly son of a bitch. I wish I could someday look in the mirror and go, God, you are stunning. You look fantastic. How does any woman resist you? I don't understand. I wish I could look in the mirror and just go, your, your eyes are spectacular. You know, your bottom teeth are kind of screwed up, but they're screwed up in such a hot way. And bald is beautiful. I mean, I wish I could think that way. I just don't. But they do. They got upset. At, I said that it would have to be a historic contract. And then I had the audacity to say, but I'll tell you who's a great fit, Hugh Freeze. And I explained why. And I said, and Hugh would come at about half the price. Because I think you could get Hugh Freeze on a $50 million contract. Easy. Easy. All right. So, we got some Auburn people listening. I do know this. And uh, did you post a show, by the way? On their deal? That'd no, be, that'd no, be classic. No, I'm not, I'm not going to troll. Or Jay, Jay be in trouble. All right. <clears throat> so, but we do have Auburn fans listening, and it would be the same thing. You would get the exact same reaction if you had an Auburn person on your show and they came on here and go, hey, look, we're going after Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss fans would lose their shit. Oh, I know that. I mean, would lose their now, mind. People are I mean, if you ever want to get entertained. But of course, I've told Ole Miss people that hey, I I do believe it's real. I wrote on, on my ten weekend thoughts on Sunday. I led with it's real, and the people on our beat, on the Ole Miss beat, who were trying to almost 
rebelliously fight this away are are diso- they're they're wrong. All right, I'm going to take I'm going can I can I be the only realistic person on this planet when it comes to this because you got Ole Miss people that refuse to think that their coach would ever consider going to Auburn. And you have Auburn people that refuse to think that oh, we're going to get Lane Kiffin, there ain't no issues there. Can I be just freaking reality here? Like um, I'm just going to be that's reality. What, that's what Rain's paying you. That's to what do. Rain's paying me to be reality. So I'm going I'm going to piss off everybody right here. How about that? Here's the truth. Is the Lane stuff to Auburn real? Do they have generous in gener- genuine interest? Absolutely they do. I know for a 100,000% fact that they have interest. True. All right? Absolutely. And th- there's no denying that. And if anybody wants to deny that, they're full of shit and they're lying to you to take off whatever they want to. Now, there was like somebody was trying to send me something the other day about, you know, oh, I heard Lane's already turned down the job. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. No. That's bullshit. No coach talks to a school before the end of the season. If Lane Kiffin decides to have any contact at all with Auburn, it's going to be through Jimmy. And Lane won't talk to anybody until probably the, I would say it'll be after the Egg Bowl for sure, depending on how the season finishes. If they're still playing, then it'll be after that. But is the interest real from Auburn's side? Yes, it is. But here's where I'm at. Okay, I'm 100% cool with Lane using this as a leverage tool to get what he wants to get done here with salary, his own salary, his staff salary, and with the other things that he wants to get done. Okay. I'm 100% cool with that. I think he should do that. If I was advising Lane, I'd tell him, Hey, I wouldn't say a word and just let it play itself out. You're going to get Lane is going to get what he wants. Oh, Lane Kiffin's getting paid somewhere. Yeah. Lane Kiffin's getting paid. He's getting paid. Yeah. Okay. So he has nothing to, he doesn't need to say anything. No. All right, now let's talk about from the Auburn standpoint. I personally, okay, you know, I do know Lane, and I do know Auburn. I don't know how many people in this world actually know both sides very well. Okay, I do. Okay, it's a terrible fit for Lane. I mean, I, it's I, a terrible it's fit for Auburn. one of the reasons Auburn. I can say it. I've, I've spent, what, 11, 10, 11 years in that state. I covered Auburn as a daily beat writer for six years. I know that was a long time ago, but I don't think it's changed that much. And while I don't know Lane – I, I mean, we've had we've had a couple of text conversations. We've talked once, and I've covered him. I've been around yeah. him. I think he probably knows. We we know stuff about one another. It's fine. Yeah. Um. You know. I, but I've, I'm a quasi smart guy. I mean, I I did okay on the ACT. I can I can read, I can read people a little <laughs> bit and. I've covered Kiffin now for three years, and I've watched what he's done, and I've watched how he's done it, and I've watched the way that he brands himself, and I've watched the way that Ole Miss has embraced that brand and made it their own, its own. And so, yeah, that's not happening at Auburn, I don't think. And if it does, then good for them. They figured out that, hey, we must change. But there's nothing, and here's what I said, there's nothing that's happened in this last week since they fired Brian Harson and promoted Carnell Williams to interim coach and the way that they've branded themselves on social media. There's nothing to indicate that that's something that they're super excited about, about taking their brand and making it a person. Yeah, and here's the thing, and I'm, going, I'm being dead honest. Okay, Auburn does need somebody like Lane Kiffin. They do need that. All right, they and they, but here's why it's not going to be a fit. I find it very hard to believe that 
the boosters at Auburn and the powers that be are going to stay out of the way. I find that hard to believe. And when Lane gets there, I can go ahead and tell you, Lane ain't putting up with that shit. Lane's not going not going to do all the things that they want him to do and 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 brand what Auburn's been branded for the last 40 years. Now, does Auburn need that? Yes, they do, desperately. Do I think they will do that? No, I hell no, I don't. And if they come up with this contract and Lane takes the contract, Lane's going to go do it his way because he has the leverage. Sure. And so it's going to piss everybody at Auburn off. Now, let me tell you why it's not a good fit. Because the same people that it will piss off are the same people that any head coach that gets that job is going to need to be successful. In terms of NIL in and terms recruiting. Of, in terms of money. You can yes. apply that however you want to apply. In terms of financial resources, mm-hmm. the people that have to be shut out are the same people that you need to run a successful program. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brian Harson, from the second he was hired, was cut off from those resources, and we saw what happened. Yeah, He was never allocated those resources. Do you think it's just – a fucking coincidence that $11.5 million showed up in the Auburn NIL the day after he got fired? Yes. It's a to- it's, I mean, it's conspiracy no, theory, right? Of course not. Of course I not. mean, guys, this is not hard to figure out. Now, let's talk about that's why it's not a good fit. Now, does Auburn need it? You're damn right they do. But I don't think they got enough nuts to do it. I think they're going to do the same thing that they've done. But you know what? There was another place like this, too. Let me tell you why Auburn needs it. There was another place just like this. There was. And it's right up the road. Yeah, but it was it was different. And when they hired that guy and he shut everybody out, look what happened. Because, but why were they successful? Because one guy that had a billionaire uh, bank account went with him. And the rest of them said, well, we're either in or I mean, they don't need us now, so they kept they started to join. He also and believed had, in it. He also had Paul Bryant Jr. was yeah, he came around and actively supported it. All right, but but before it happened, but let's point. don't get it. It wasn't well, no. snow clouds and bunny rabbits. Well, that's no. why they hired Rich Rodriguez for a day. And they absolutely hired Rich Rodriguez for a day. I don't care whether Rich says he didn't get the job. I, or, I'm not talking about that. Well, I am. <laughs> Rich Rodriguez was hired by the University of Alabama for the better part of 18 hours. Yeah, I was just a snot-nosed kid at that time. Um, no, never, never, never talked to Rich about that ever. That is an absolute bold face lie. <laughs> I mean, just, it is a, that is just, it's just it a is straight a, up lie. I mean, that is. It's you, really, I'll, I'll kid aside, I'm not going to say what we talked about, but I will say this. At the time that that was going on, I was a high school coach, right, in Alabama. Yeah. And to hear the truth of what happened yeah. all those years later and able to put a story in like this myth together after all those years was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, I'm never, that, that goes to the grave with me. I wouldn't even put that in my book. Um, well, then it's going to be a shitty book if you can't write the good stuff. Oh, I'll write good stuff, but I won't tell that. He's a friend, close friend. Um, I mean, he didn't take it. He changed his mind. His wife changed her mind. Stuff happened. I don't know what happened. All right, well, let's talk about this. <laughs> one of those, <laughs> you know, what would be a fun. What would be a fun uh, show one day after the season? Yeah, is do an alternate universe where he does take the job where he actually coaches at Alabama starting in 2007. Nick Saban doesn't get that job, stays in Miami for at least the 2007 season. How do things change? That would actually be a really fun show to play out 
Yeah. Because there's no way to be right or wrong. Yeah, you don't know. How would it be different if just change one thing? We won't do it today. Yeah. We've got stuff to get to. But we'll do it another day. Think, yeah. Be thinking about it sometime. Like when you're on the plane on the way to Las Vegas and you, you, I'm over there reading a book and you're like, what are you doing? I'm going to say, just think about what we talked about. While well, I'm in my comatose state, freezing my balls off in <laughs> the stands. Yeah. All right. But here's the thing. And, and, and you've said it on the show. And I do want to say this. is look, there's never going to be a better fit for Auburn right now than Hugh. That's it. I don't know what we're doing here. That was done a long time ago, then it wasn't done, and now we're back to it again. Look, Hugh, and you can say what you want to say about the guy, all right? The only reason that Hugh Freeze is not coaching right now in the SEC is because of what happened and all the – it wasn't the NCAA stuff. It's the other stuff, right? Yeah, and here's the, what pisses me off. The Tampa stuff. And here's what pisses me off. And I'll say it, I don't care. The reason Hugh is because the reason Hugh is viewed by universities and people the way he is is because what was public. If you lined up 130 FBS football coaches on what kind of person they are, Hugh Freeze is near the top. Did he make a mistake? Sure he did. But let me tell you something else. There are people that fans think are great people, and man, we love them and this and that, that are some of the worst fucking people on this planet that have done some of the worst things that if I told you, you would be like, are you serious? And coaches know. Coaches know. And for whatever reason, it doesn't come to light or it doesn't – things don't – it would blow your mind. It would really blow your mind if you knew some of the things that these coaches who people just love and we love you and this and that. And if you knew half of what I know, you'd be like, that son of a bitch right there. You would – I mean – and these people are getting celebrated and they're getting jobs and they're getting this. And you got a guy that – Look, he made a mistake, but he genuinely is a good dude. And I know you got your things with him, and, I, and I've told you this. I only have one thing with him. I know, but here's my thing, and I tell people this all the time. I don't care what other people think about a guy. Of course. All right? Nor it's, should it's you. My, it's how I deal with them, and so I, it's a weird quality I have. And so some of my friends, I'm convinced I'm their only friend. All right? But it's how my dealings are with people, and, and if he gives me no reason to do that. No. Um, but look. When all that stuff happened, I was one of the few people that actually – that whole thing kind of cleared things up for him a little bit, I think, um, as far as – there were a lot of people that turned their back on him that said they were friends and wouldn't take his call, all that stuff. I talked to him the whole time, and I, I, I felt – I didn't feel bad for what he did. I felt bad that he was getting treated the way he did. Like, nobody's perfect. People make mistakes all the time. Sure. And there's a – I just really – and we'll go celebrate now. We'll go celebrate an NFL guy that goes and kills somebody. But as long as he's, he's making tackles, he's a good dude. All right? There's guys fixing to start playing quarterback here in about two weeks. Sure. All right? I mean, people – it's it's funny how what we pick and choose to pick on. Of course. But let me tell you something. The guy's a good dude. All right? And you can say what you want to say. I really don't give a shit. The guy, I know the guy. I know him better than anybody that's talking shit about him. I know him better than you, than you do. Sure. I've spent more time with him than I spent with my own family. Sure. Okay? We know each other. Sure. Um, and – the guy's a winner. He'll do everything you want to do with the boosters. He'll recruit, and he will do. He he will literally do everything that Auburn wants to be done. Oh, and by the way, he's going to win. Yeah, it's it's little things that I think are interesting, like stuff that Ole Miss fans find endearing about Lane, or just kind of laugh it off. Right? Is you know, it's like a football weekend, like last weekend, getting ready to go play, um, Alabama. Well, he was out in California. 
He went to do. He did some high school stuff first, but he went to California. Watched his son play. Took the picture on Sunday morning from what appeared to be somewhere near the Santa Monica Pier, right in that area, right. And I think it may have been uh, Manhattan Beach. Um, you know, took the picture. You know, hello, Ole Miss football, whatever. Ole Miss people didn't think anything of it. He does that before Auburn's getting ready to play Georgia. I, I just know people; they're different. You should be you should be locked into the building studying. You should be coaching right now, and and not, he, he's not that guy. He's he's going to spend a lot of his summer doing what makes him happy. And frankly, I think he should. Right? I mean, I'm not. This is not a criticism. Uh, but he's going to go, and he's going to go to Boca or to California. And when he goes to Boca, he's going to get out in the Atlantic like he likes to and, and, and deep sea fish or whatever it does. He fishes for tarpon or whatever. And this is not a criticism at all, none, zero. If that, listen, if someone ever, if I ever make $7.5 million a year, when I have some downtime, I'm going to go do what I like to do. Yeah. Okay? So he finds that relaxing. He gets enjoyment out of it. Cool. Yeah. There are other places, and I think Auburn's one, that would be like, no, you need to be recruiting right now. Yeah. And and when you don't, when you buck them, your freaking pocketbook dries up. And I'm not talking about your personal bank account. I'm talking about what you need to win. And Hugh Freeze, on the other hand. We'll do it all. We'll go do all of that stuff. Every bit of it. Hugh Freeze will be locked in to the Alabama game all year round. He will do all the War Eagle stuff. He will go to everything. I was pointing out the difference, and it's not, this is not – listen, I'm more like Lane than I am like a lot of people. You know that. Yeah. It's kind of the ironic thing about it. He and I don't know each other. We've got a lot of similarities. I've, I've gotten where I'm so antisocial sometimes that I wonder if something's <laughs> wrong with me, okay? Uh, probably because something's wrong with me. <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go be the guy – like, if, if, if the city of Oxford – I know this is laughable. If the city of Oxford called and said, would you come light the Christmas tree? My answer would be, uh, I can't. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, I would be incredibly uncomfortable in that environment. Oh, you do a lot of shit that you're not comfortable doing. Yeah, but I, if I had a choice, would I do it? And you're telling end, me you wouldn't light the Christmas tree if Robin Tannehill called you up and said, Neil, let's I, be friends. I would not. Come light the Christmas I tree. I would not. I would have so much social anxiety in that moment that it would not be worth it. Well, how are you going to be mayor of Oxford if you've got well, social anxiety? Now, my, my buddy over there might become one. Who? Chase. But it won't be me. Like Chase, Chase wrote a book, okay? Right? Yeah. He's doing a, a book signing today in Tupelo. He's doing a book signing tomorrow night in Oxford on the square. <laughs> Is he going to be able to get there? I told him he better go like <laughs> 10 hours early. Better, better go start walking the, now. Better spend the night now. But, but in all seriousness, like he's comfortable in that setting. I, I would not be. Like the thought of sitting there having to talk to all those people and and I, no, it really would bother you that much. Yes, yeah. I mean, listen. There's what if I went with you? That would make it better. We could, we could. That would make it better. Yeah, I'll, but I, I'll I would be there still. With you. Hey, I got I you. Would, well, I'm not. I'm not writing a book, so it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> but you get my point. Yeah, I, mean, I know. My point is, is that Lane Lane didn't want to go light the Christmas tree. He did it last year. He didn't want to do it again. They got Mike Bianco to do it. Mike gave a speech. Lane would never have given a speech. He didn't give a speech last year. What I said was, and they said, well, who doesn't want to light the Christmas tree? I said, well, Lane doesn't like that kind of stuff. And I said, but I'll tell you who would light all the Christmas trees. Hugh Freeze. 
<laughs> yes, he would. He'd go light them all. Yeah. He'd deliver the, the, the ceremonial prayer, give a speech, light the trees, the whole deal. And I just think at Auburn, one of those personalities fits better than the other. You know what's funny? I got to tell you a funny story about that. That so, was it. So Freeze gets the job at Arkansas State. I used to be terrified of speaking in public. I mean, I was terrified. Couldn't do it. Couldn't talk to anybody. And so Freeze gets the job and at Arkansas State, and he agrees to do like 150, like everybody's calling, hey, they want Freeze to come speak to them. I'm talking about every Kiwanis club you can think of. Every Rotary club, every every church group wanted Freeze to come talk to him. Well, yeah. he can't do them all. So guess who he appointed to be his, his vice president? You had to go do Your some boy. speaking. I went and spoke like 50 times for him. And so I learned it, it helped me. I, and I've, I'm actually grateful for it. Sure. Because it helped me in the living room with recruits. It helped me think quick on my feet because you have to answer every question. And so, like, when I go to speak somewhere, that, you know, I'm, it doesn't matter what you ask. Prayer what, oval. What does that mean? Well, finish your sentence. All right. So, um, but wherever, you know, I'm, I'm actually a little grateful for. Uh, his uh, accepting of that. But, look, he's the fit, man. I don't even know why we're having this conversation anymore. If it's going to have to be a crazy number, I'm with you. It will. If they come up with that number, if they come up with a number and they legitly have it, do I think they will? No, because we say this shit every time. Oh, we're going to go hire this guy, and you end up with your 97th choice. But I think the number that Auburn's willing to pay, mm-hmm. Freeze will take the job. Yeah, I do too. So – I don't know why in business sense, hand raised guy, I don't know why you would go pay probably two and a half uh, million dollars more per year, however long the contract is, more for a coach that's not a good fit because you're, he's going to piss you off. Now, he's going to win, and Auburn needs that. I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, no, Lane As an would, Auburn person, Lane, Lane would win. if it's Lane or if it's whoever, yeah. that would say, hey, guys, I got this. You just give me the money and, and deuce out. That's what they need. You give me the money. Let me do what we need to do, and that I don't need your input. I'm not coming to your house. I'm not going fishing with you. I'm not going, in their case, I'm not going dove hunting with you um, in the fields. I'm not going, we're not doing all that, okay? Give me your money. Respectfully shut the fuck up and let me do my job. That's what I, that's how it needs to be done. That's how it needs to be done. Will they do it? No. But you know who will go dove hunting? Oh, Hugh would. You know who go bass fishing? Hugh. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like, what are we doing? What are we having this conversation for? I don't know. Hey, look, I don't know. And so, but I, 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 there's this thing in my mind that I keep seeing it happening, which is Lane takes the job, gets $105 million, and everybody goes, you said he wouldn't do it. I'm like, no, I didn't. Never said that. Dude, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I'm, I will believe this. If they legitimately come with him with a contract, he won't walk away from it. I just don't think they're ever going to come to that point. No, I, I, don't, I mean, look, if, if someone comes to him and offers I'll him, say it. You don't, I don't know if you can say it. I'll say it. They come to him with a $100 million contract. Guys, he's going to Auburn. Don't get your butt hurt. It's $100 million. If they actually come to him with that contract, he's not turning it down. So I it's not, he's not going to go, have consist- man, I love the square. Hell no, he's taking $100 million. No, what I have consistently said is that it's one thing to talk about giving out that kind of contract. It is another thing to actually give that type of contract. I, it's happening in, in, in with my team right now in the sports world. Yeah. You know, there's been all this talk about how far will the Cubs go for Carlos Correa? How far will the Cubs go for uh, Trey Turner? And now that we're there, right, where you starting, I think, at 4 o'clock today, you can sign people. Well, it's a difference between <laughs> when, when the organization goes, you know, a five-year deal for a 27-year-old shortstop 
or an eight, nine-year deal. Yeah. Well, there's a decent chance that the seventh, eighth, and ninth years of those contracts are um, albatrosses hanging around your your franchise's neck. Do you know? You remember when like uh, uh, what's the guy running back for the Seattle Seahawks that retired? Uh, Marshawn Lynch. His nickname was Beast Mode, right? Mm-hmm. So all my players, they be you know Beast Mode, Beast Mode, Beast Mode. So. I had this little saying, let me, let me tell you something. Everybody wants to be a beast and talk about how they're a beast and beast and I'm tough and all that. Everybody wants to be a tough guy until it's time to actually do what tough guys do. Or time, Everybody wants to be a beast until it's time to do what beasts do. Everybody wants to talk like a big game until it comes time to do what, it, what it's meant to be done. I don't see it happening. Um, but if it does, dude, he's not, he's not staying here. Okay? If they come to him with a $100 million check, he's, his ass is gone. Yeah. And I, can't, I don't blame him. I just don't think I don't think it's going to happen. But I agree. If it does, if it does, it does. The people that are like, you just don't want him to leave. I'm like, look, I said this this morning on the some podcast. I'll be quick. Do I want him to leave from a business standpoint? Yeah. Do I want him to leave from a business? Of course not. No, it'd be bad business for you. But am I going to like go sit out in the backyard and and sob? Of course not. We'll start. We'll we'll have content. We put it up. Get rolling. Yeah. We'll do a coaching search. I mean, that's what it is. Uh, all right, speaking of coaching searches, uh, looks like it's over at Alabama. They've, they've lost a couple of games. Uh, Nick Saban in trouble. Uh, Breaking the, news, the he's short, retiring. The short list uh, at Alabama getting compiled right now, the dynasty. You got to be careful what you say around here. That may go on Twitter in about two minutes. Um, by the way, the Twitter, you know, the new uh, – you everybody can get blue check marks now. Uh-huh. There's like people it's, – it's actually very it's very funny. There are people making fake accounts but buying the blue check mark, and so they're putting rumors out there, and people are just running with them. Really? Because they think it's verified. Oh. Like Adam Scheffner and oh, yeah. they're, 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 it's great. It's kind of funny. So in all seriousness, people like Feinbaum and others are trying to say that the yeah, dynasty's I'm gonna make, over. I'm going to make this quick, dude. Yeah. What are we doing? Just shut up. I don't, I don't want to hear anything about the, the, the dynasty's over, da, 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 da. Hey, guys, I got news for you. There's, there's a thing called a 12-team playoff that's coming. They will be in it every year. Yeah. Let me tell you what you don't want. Now, you think Oregon wants to play Alabama in a first round matchup in the in the college football playoff this year? No. No. So be careful what you about about the dynasties over and all that stuff. How many national championships does he have if there's been a twelve team playoff the last fifteen years? I mean, how does he have already? I mean, every Seven. year that he hasn't made it, he's in it. Yeah. And you don't want to play him. Um, look, he's lost two games by two plays. Again, I and I probably think that's what the record should be because it kind of evens out, they right? Play four games, play four that games came that came in last play, play right? So you split them, yeah. Sure. So you split them, cool. But here's where, I, and you know, fine bombs going on hot takes, trying to get clicks. And McElroy, who I actually love, McElroy, I think he's a good dude. Personally, I don't deal with him a lot professionally. I've done done his show a couple times, and they're wanting to get clicks with what they're saying. But you know, McElroy kind of pissed some people off in Alabama, and since we've pissed off Auburn fans today, and we've pissed off uh, Ole Miss fans today. Let's piss off Alabama fans today. I'm I'm going to be Dr. Reality today. I'm going to tell the truth. I grew up an Alabama fan. You will not do this to me. You will not sucker me in. Okay. Alabama people love me, and I want it to stay that way. Both of my parents have degrees from the University of Alabama. Yeah. I grew up an Alabama fan. I was born in Alabama. Uh, I don't, don't do this to me. Do you know how you do your little – you do a uh, segment every week that you call what, what he said and what he meant? Yeah. All right, so – I know this guy named Nick Saban pretty well, and I know how he delivers messages. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's one of the things I always do is I, I listen to his press conferences, and then I listen to his call-in show on, when he speaks, actually, on uh, Thursday nights. Yep. And he will tell you exactly what he's thinking. 
Hey, coach. You just got to you just got to go around the meaning of what he's saying. Eli is coach. Uh, is Coach Shula still there? It's kind of funny. Yeah, we I, used to do calls around that show. It was a nightmare. Hey, 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 uh, Coach. I just first I want to tell you I love you, and we love you, and my mama she she really loves you. Um, uh, you still there? Um, <laughs> hey, don't laugh. Your calling shows getting like guzz like that sometimes too. It gets me cracked up. Uh, I was wondering if uh, you could maybe throw the ball to the tight end a little bit more this week. Pop pass. We got and, them pop passes. And uh, and I just wanted to again tell you we love you. And if there's ever anything we can do for you when you're in Gadsden, let us know. <laughs> Lynn, you need to be from Lynn. Yeah. Um, but here's the truth. Okay, I've heard him say it, and I've I've heard this word. I started getting this like cringe moment when I heard the words anxiety come out of too many people's mouths. McElroy, he went after him a little bit the other day, talking about the way practice was. And we alluded to it a little bit the other day. I did a little digging. Look, this is just what it is. And he mentioned it again and again and again and mentioned it yesterday. There are, when I was there, which I was there in, help me here, 13, 14, 14, 15, somewhere in there. I can't remember. The two years we didn't win the national championship. We played for it, but didn't win it. All right. <clears throat> When I was there, I was I had come. They had won back to back national championships, and I felt like so. The first year I was there, thirteen was the best football team I've ever been around ever, and we didn't win it. We lost the kick six, and Coach Saban and I had a conversation, and one of the things that we came to realize was that recruiting had gotten so national there that the players that were in the building. Didn't know anything, didn't have any kind of, didn't grow up knowing that the Auburn-Alabama game was a big deal, okay? That's why we can say, we, I know we like to make jokes on here about Mississippi made and all that shit, okay? But let me tell you the importance of having Mississippi kids on your team. It's because there has to be a sense of pride about playing for your university. And I think with the NIL and when you get to that point of a program and you're recruiting nationally, the players... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Really don't care about your university. It's more of a transactional deal. They don't have that passion about wanting to stand up and represent your university whether it's Mississippi State representing state, whether it's Ole Miss representing Ole Miss, Alabama or Auburn, whatever, I think the NIL and the portal and all this national recruiting has kind of – the players that are on your team don't really represent – they don't have a pride of standing up for your university. Sure, of course. They didn't grow up They didn't grow up in it, right? Right, sure. So, like, and all kidding aside, let's look at what's going on at Auburn right now. Look at the the fans' reaction – to Carnell Williams, is it because he's a great football coach? Hell no. It's because they can his pride that he has for that university is tangible, and it's been missing for so long. That that part of college football is really just rapidly deteriorating. Yeah, Brian Harson loved the check and the opportunity to coach in the SEC and all that stuff. Carnell Williams loves Auburn. Right. And yeah, sure. and with and so going back to what I was talking about, we have a conversation after that year and he was like, coach like we go out and we recruit these national guys, but they don't know what it means to lose to Auburn because if they lose to Auburn and they go home to Washington DC, not one person is going to go, man, what the hell happened to you? But if you go home to Gadsden, Alabama, they're going to let your ass know about it. And that pisses you off. If you're an uh, Ole Miss or Mississippi State guy and you go home to Greenwood, Mississippi, guess what? They're going to let you know about it. You're going to know that. And there is a sense of pride that comes in your performance. When shit gets hard, when adversity hits, when I'm a little hurt today, you've got something bigger than yourself that you're trying to represent. Does that make sense? I'll give you a great example. One of the Auburn teams that I enjoyed the very most, uh, I want to say it was 2000. They won the SEC West. They lost to Florida in the SEC title game. Um, It was a team that had a bunch of Georgia kids, and it had a bunch of Alabama kids. And they all sort of rallied around one another at the end of the season when those two games got played with, all right, this week we're going to play Georgia like we're from Georgia. Yeah. And the next week when we play Alabama, you got to play like you're from Alabama. And they all kind of did it, like Cole Kubelik yeah. and Ben Leard. And Cole's a tough guy. Alex Lincoln and Ronnie Daniels. And they had just a bunch of dudes, uh, uh, Rob Pate, uh, guys that I still remember that I enjoyed yeah. covering, great guys. Um, that was, But that was a part of their fabric, right? right? I mean, Rob Pate was from uh, – Birmingham. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of the school. Irwin. Or, yeah. 
you don't think Rob Pate grew up watching the Iron Bowl, do you? Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. And, and, you know, Ben Ben Leard was from Georgia. He wanted to beat Georgia really bad. And his center, Cole Kubelik, grew up in Homewood. And Cole, Cole knew all about the Iron Bowl. Cole wanted that game. That game was personal, right? Yeah. I, I get what you're saying, absolutely. So when you start recruiting a bunch of five-star kids from all over the country, it's not their fault. But if you grew up in San Diego, well, you didn't grow up immersed in the Iron Bowl. Maybe you watched it on TV, but it was just a football game on the television screen. In the same way that for me, if I'm watching, if I'm watching Michigan-Ohio State, I know it's a big deal. Okay, and I watch it, but I have no idea how big it is unless I'm going all the time. Now, if I go to the game in Ann Arbor and the next year I go to, to Columbus, I'm probably going to have a different perspective on it. Yeah, and then look, and we talk about, and I want to clear this up and we got to get to picks, but, and the reason I'm talking about pride is there's going to be a reset. He's going to get back to basics. We talked about how important practice was earlier in the week, but, Everybody talks about the process, right? The process. Well, there's five pillars to the process, all right? One is discipline. That's the number one. And it's not there, and you're seeing it in penalties, okay? Commitment is number two. Toughness is number three. Effort is number four. But you always end the process with pride. You have to, and he, he says it all the time, you have to have pride in your performance, the pride in the way you prepare, because it's the pride that you have when you go do anything that's going – how is how invested are you? Okay. Example, I do this, I did this with recruits all the time. Okay. This is a good one. I'm gonna I'm gonna do one for the fans here. If you got a business or you got kids, this is really important. All right, Neil, you see what this thing is right here? Okay. So if there's somebody that's heard this spill before on here, if you've worked for me, you've heard it. And if you've if I've recruited, you've heard it. You see this pen right here? Yes. All right. I'm gonna give you this pen. Okay. I want you to take this pen. All right. Neil, it's two fifty two, November the tenth. 2022 is that correct yes okay at 252 on november the 10th 2023 i don't know where i'm gonna be and i don't know where you're gonna be but i want you to bring me that pen and hand it back and keep that pen and give it back to me okay all right all right if i told you that what's gonna happen with that pen when you leave it when i leave this room i'm gonna put it someplace where i know where it is but you're gonna give it you're gonna find a way to give it back to me yes what are the odds are you lose that pen very slim probably a lot but here you go. Me? Not much. You'll probably forget about it. I'd probably write a note to myself and put it somewhere. But watch this. Okay. It's November the 10th. It's 2.52. On November the 10th at 2.52 in the year 2023, one year from right now, I'm going to give you this pen. All right? Except this time, when you give it back to me, I'm going to give you a million dollars in cash. Now, what are you going to do with that pen when we leave here today? Oh, it's... It's going to be protected. It's going to a damn security, you know, safety deposit box. Yeah. You would literally probably kill someone over that pen. That's true. Okay. So it's that, it's, it's the same damn thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. But there were two levels of importance put on one thing over just because of money. That's all it was, was money. But you see how your motivation changes? Sure. On the same thing, your motivation changes. Okay. You know what that's called? That's called pride. That's what that's called. That's called pride. I got you. And so if you care about something enough, you will go at no lengths to achieve the goal. So if I told every kid on Alabama's team, if I went and did a pregame speech and I was was Jeff Bezos, I said, hey, guys, look, if y'all go out here and beat Ole Miss by 21 points tomorrow or more, 
I'm going to give each of you $10 million. What do you think the score of that game is going to be Saturday? <sighs> going to be rough. Or are they going to die trying? Okay, but here's the point of the process. This is the best way I can explain the process. Okay. The process is it shouldn't damn matter. Right. That's, that's the process. It shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Your external motivations don't matter. That's the process. And that's what, in, in Lane, that's what he's trying to get done here with his kids, right? You know, everything is about this play today, be where your feet are, accomplish that. Not some external motivation right. that you have to get something done. But right. that's the best way I can describe pride in the process. Gotcha. Does that make sense? It does. I use that in the home. It works. Home visits, that last one. It's a home run. It always wins. It's a really good one for moms and dads. Yeah, when you get the mom and dad and the kid together, yeah, yeah, that 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 puts at least puts one nail in the coffin. <clears throat> All right, you get you want to you want to roll through uh, Jeff Saturday and then get no, to our let's picks. Just, let's All just right, go. We get to our picks. All right, we're gonna get to uh, the road to Boise first. I want to tell you that we're brought to you by Walk On Sports Bistro. Everything they've got in their bringing new game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth watering made from scratch Louisiana cuisine. Po' boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp. Plus fan favorites like Juicy Burgers, Fresh Salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, more than 40 ice-cold beers on tap. Let walk-ons take care of your tailgating needs as well. Inquire today about their family and friends bundles, their tailgate platters. Order online at walkons.com or on their very convenient Walk-Ons app. If you are in Oxford this weekend, please stop at Walk-Ons. Make it a part of your weekend. I know the Grove and all that stuff, but stop at Walk-Ons. I bet your Walk-Ons is going to be slammed. It's going to be nutty. But if you get a chance to tell your server, manager, host, hostess, whoever, hey, appreciate you guys uh, sponsoring McCready and Siski. We would appreciate that as well. And if you're in the Jackson area, stop at the uh, Walk-Ons location in Ridgeland. Hey, I know you're not filling up to the par today, and you got your steroid shot. And you can only drink one. You can't even drink a rain today because you're scared it's going to get you juiced up. You're already juiced up. Uh-huh. You know what I'm going to do for you? What's that? I'm going to make it a two-rain oh, Thursday. wow. So I'm going here. And I got the old true blue. I'm going to double up blue. on you. Rain Inferno, true blue. These picks are about to be fire. Okay. All right. Woo! Let's go. That's, 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 600 milligrams of caffeine. I wonder if I got extra electrolytes and BCAAs. I may be swole when I come out here tomorrow. You might be. The question is, will you be uh, on Monday when we get back together? Will you have closed the gap? All right, here we go. The road to Boise. Let's do it. All right, I have. Do I get to keep this pen, by the way? No, I need my pen back. <laughs> yeah. No million dollars for you, sir. All right, I uh embarrassed to say this a little bit. Yeah, I have never in my life put as much effort into picks as I have this week. And so if I fail this week, yeah. there is no hope. All right. This is like Custer's last stand. Um, I mean, I to the point to where I told you this morning is I had so many games that I liked yeah. that I could. It is actually harder because I had more than five games. I usually just get to five games and quit. And so I have strategically picked what I think are the best 11 games combined. And I feel really good about them. And I will – I feel confident. And if I don't work this week, I'm literally – I may just start fading myself. I may ask my dog to pick. I don't know. I have no chance. Okay. All right. Are you ready to roll? I'm ready. All right. Would you like me to start her out? Sure. All right, Neil. We're starting in the National Football League. 
Dun, 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 dun. That kicks off tonight, dun, 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 Thursday night, dun, dun. with a, as my man GJG says, America's team is going, the Atlanta Falcons are going on the road. Never heard that one. I don't know. He calls them America's <laughs> yeah. team. I, don't, I think he's talking about they used to be called America's team when they were undefeated against the spread. Oh. They're going to Carolina tonight. Okay. And they are favored by two and a half. What's the weather in Carolina tonight? But that's not where I'm going, Neil. There is a hurricane coming through Carolina this weekend. It is a 100% chance of rain. Vegas does not read weather reports, I can see. So I am taking the under 42.5 tonight. It has only moved a half a point. It's a 100% chance of rain. The wind will be blowing in from the east at 15 miles an hour and a 100% chance of rain through the whole game. I'm taking the under at 42.5 tonight. Okay. As you know, I don't really like doing over-unders. They, they, I, I, I did two of them. I went one and one, and I just, I just said, you know what, that's not, that's not who I am. I should have pulled out a different hat. Oh, Hold on. where are we going? The team's been good to me. Team's been good to you. I win the NFL. Oh, all right, no, you're going if you said team been good. To- oh, after we talked all that shit about them last week. The Chicago Bears, figuring it out on offense. Detroit, not good on offense. Games in Chicago, Detroit, not good on the road. Give me the Bears, the monsters of the freaking midway, minus two and a half against the Detroit Lions. I actually like that pick. Um, So that would have been one of the picks I had, but I had to scratch it. But I like that pick as well. All right, Neil. You know where this hat's famous from, right? I do. Christmas Vacation. We're almost that time. Dude, How many times will you watch Christmas Vacation? I've already watched it twice. In December. I've already watched it twice, so I don't know. I will watch Christmas Vacation and Elf Yeah. at least. Elf was on the other day. Dude, I watch it. Like, there's a couple movies that I can watch every single time they're on TV. Elf is the one that drives me crazy because it comes on, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing I'm You're not getting it's, two hours of my great. life. And then the, the next thing you know, I'm, I'm all in. Like so, we had we got Noxie watching it now. So he was watching it the other night, and he was trying to convince us that he want he doesn't eat anything. By the way, I mean like he's very picky. I mean the kid lives off chicken fingers and and yogurt, and he wanted us to make him spaghetti with pop tarts and syrup. <laughs> yeah. Like he, I was like, dude, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, so my second pick, Neil, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, are going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are favored by nine and a half. It's a big line. It's a big line. Mm-hmm. And one thing that your boy has figured out in his massive study this week is that when teams, any team, is favored by nine and a half points or more, the under is hitting at a crazy rate, like 85, 90%. Yeah. I am taking the under, which is actually, this is the largest point total in the NFL this week. I'm taking the under at 50 and a half points in the NFL. Okay. Because this is what happens, all kidding aside in the study, is when teams are favored by that much, the one team either blows them out and then just starts killing it in the second half and running it out, or the, the team that's uh, the underdog plays such good defense. You saw it last week with uh, Houston and Philly. You had a, a low-scoring game and they covered. You saw it with the Bills and the Jets last week. Defense plays well enough to where the, the score is a low-scoring game. Okay. So I'm going the under at 50 and a half in the uh, Chiefs-Jaguars game. Pick number two. Okay. 
I almost shied away from this one because I'm a little worried about the quarterback situation. I was told that there might be some hope at the quarterback situation. But regardless, going to Nashville, Tennessee yeah. Titans at home, only giving up two and a half to the Broncos. Broncos are not exactly world beaters. Mm. Titans playing pretty good defense. Derrick Henry, still Derrick Henry. He's a dude. And there's a chance Ryan Tannehill plays. I think he plays this week. And if he does, I love it. And if he doesn't, I still feel okay about it. Dude, he went out to warm-ups last week. He's got to play this week. Give me the Titans, minus two and a half at home against the Denver Broncos. I like that pick. That was another pick that I agreed on, just so you guys know. Um... And look, Malik Willis, when he got in there, he didn't get him beat last week. No, he was okay. He actually had a couple of good throws. Yeah. He had a back shoulder throw down there at one time. But um, the thing that he can keep him out with, if he has to play, is with her feet. And this is the, the Broncos are in an on offense, man. I love that pick. I will be playing that personally. All right, Neil, my third pick. Okay. My favorite, New Orleans Aints are going on the road Sunday. Yeah, they are. It's going to be cold weather for a dome team. Oh, cold weather. Oh, so cold. And my Pittsburgh Steelers, <gasps> my Clay, Flight and Clay Carchers mm-hmm. are one and a half point underdogs at home. They are. I'm taking the Steelers plus one and a half okay. at home versus the Aints. I think they win outright. And why do I think they win outright? It's because there's this guy named TJ Watt, and he is coming back this week. Okay. He is going to sack Andy Dalton or who, whatever quarterback they decide to roll out there 846 times. That's a lot. I mean, there's only 40 that's plays a, in the game. That's a record. He's going to sack, He's going to have 840 sacks in this game. You TJ just, you just took six sacks away in four seconds. You said 846, now you're down to 840. You're like the damn No, I said there was 40 market. plays in the game. He's going to have 846. Your first, your first quote was 846 sacks. You got me on record? Yeah, we're on, we're on, on record. record. We're roll I'm taking down. the Steelers plus one and a half. At home against the New Orleans Aints. Well, you know what? I think you're wrong. I took the Saints earlier this year in a game where everybody said, oh, you're stupid. You're dumb. Saints won by 24 points. (laughs) Who was that against? Oakland. Vegas. This time the Saints are playing a team that's worse than Vegas. It might be a little chilly. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so cold, they'll put on their little coats and stuff, and they'll be fine. Give me the Saints minus a point and a half against Pittsburgh. Steelers are not good. Saints still fighting in the playoff picture. I don't care if it's Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston, the dude from BYU who runs around by himself. <laughs> Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. <laughs> Give me the Saints. The dude from BYU that runs Saints around Saints are going to win twice. For me. If go. it wasn't for him, they would be completely anemic. Like, he's the only person that gets them a first down. You think days. Taysom Hill's scared of the cold? Actually, no. I don't think he is. But I think everybody else is. The Andy Dalton scared of the cold? Yeah, he's scared of everything. Played in Cincinnati for 37 years. But he's still scared. You're telling me the Red Baron is scared of some cold? Yes, I am. That's unbelievable. This is the kind of thing. This is the kind of blasphemy that you commit. This is why we're not going to win an Oscar. Hey, I'm just saying. We'll get canceled by the by the Academy. All right, Neil, my fourth pick. Okay. The real America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. are going to Green Bay, Wisconsin. They are. They are four-and-a-half-point favorites. 
Isn't it crazy? Favorite in Green Bay. Green Bay coming off a disastrous no, it's, loss it's, to the Lions. They've lost like five in a row. The uh, I mean, it's all disaster right the now. Cowboys look so good on defense. Dax played okay. Yeah. Got a little running game going, yeah. even without they've been, Ezekiel they've been, Elliott. They've been playing well. Yep. But you know what, Neil? What's that? The Green Bay Packers are going to win this game outright. My goodness. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Plus four and a half. Hot. Where are my mitts? At home, in the weather. The Dallas boys don't like the weather. Weather's a big I'm, – I'm playing weather this week. First cold game Dallas has had to play in. You're making me want to put a jacket on. Well, I know some of the players on the Cowboys, and I know specifically how much that they don't like the cold weather. Um, I'm taking the Packers plus four and a half. I think they get it right this week. I mean, I don't think they blow them, but I can see I can see Dallas winning the game by three or whatever, but four and a half is too much. I like the Green Bay Packers plus four and a half. All right. I have uh, – this team has let me down some, but I keep giving them chances because I'm a nice guy. I'm not prison hard anymore. I'm soft. <laughs> that was that was mid. That was hey, mid. It's, it's your computer. Mid swallow. Yeah. yeah. It was. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> go. <laughs> Stop. Go. Go. Next sentence. Go. You'd, you'd know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by the 2024 presidential candidate of Kamala Harris. Congratulations, Mr. President, on that blue wave, sir. Yeah. We are uh, so happy for you. Uh, M- Madam Vice President, you just continue to amaze us with your art- articulate uh, We're here deliveries. For you. We want you to know that we are here for you. We're here for you for your 2024 campaign. Also, uh, everyone, get, get that seventh booster. Y- you're going to need it. Okay, there you go. Um, Don't forget to mask on your way. Yeah, and mask <laughs> up, please. Masks save lives. Oh, we just lost like half of our audience. Uh, the Dolphins. I've been I've been riding with the Dolphins too in the gang. I just keep waiting for this to happen. Maybe this is the week. I, I didn't like a ton of NFL games, uh, but I, I kind of like this one. Give me the Dolphins. I'm not crazy about this one, but I'm going to go with it. Dolphins minus three and a half at home against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, dude. Golly, I had a I wanted to, I wanted to take that one. Dolphins like they should be really good. They should be better than they are. Everything looks like they're. It's just about to happen. It just hadn't happened. And they yet. found a way to win. I mean, they're winning yeah, games, and yeah. I think they will. The Browns are harder to figure out because, dude, some weeks they look like gangbusters. Man, they got things clicking. Nick Chubb and, and Jacoby Brissett. Like, I'm not. I wouldn't be all fired. He hasn't played bad. He's actually played well. Are you going to be ready to to put him on the bench here in a week? No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. It's not like he's been. The reason they're losing, he's been playing well. You no, know, he's he's played okay. Um, but probably, anyway, probably playing better than Watson's going to play when he first shows up for sure. Watson hasn't played in a while. But yeah, that's uh, I like that. Okay. All right, Your fifth my pick. last pick. Yep, taking this all the way to Sunday night. Okay, the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I thought about this game. Are on the road and mm-hmm. they're playing San Francisco. San Francisco is getting a lot of juice. Because uh, a lot of Vegas juice, because they added, you know, when they start doing the power rankings on stuff with with Christian adding Christian McCaffrey, and they look, hey, they he's look, good. They look the part. They too. look the part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Neil, the Chargers are getting seven points and in a divisional game, and look, the Chargers are getting healthy. And here's the thing: is like they've been beat up. A lot of people have written the Chargers off, and they're starting to get their guys back. Keenan Allen started practicing again this week. 
But they're five and three through all of that. Yeah. They're five and three. To give me the Chargers plus seven on the road yeah, I like in that. a divisional game against the 49ers on I, Sunday night. I like that pick a lot. All right. I'm 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 gonna I'm a loyalty guy. You're loyal to me. We'll be pretty okay. loyal to you. All right. This is a loyalty pick. I think I like it. They're playing the game in Munich or Berlin or somewhere. And um, the team they're playing is not very good. One last week, came back, beat the Rams. I don't think it's the kind of win that is going to be a catalyst for something. On the other hand, the Seattle Seahawks are truly playing very good football. They play kind of joyful football. You know, you watch a team, even a, even a pro team, you can watch a team and tell when the team's having fun. Yeah. The Seahawks are having fun playing football. Geno Smith's passing the ball, spreading it around. They're getting uh, the running back, uh, Walker, having a great season. Pete Carroll acting like he's in his 40s again. Uh, they've been good to me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with them until they're not. Give me the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half against Tampa. Yeah, this one's like, is Vegas playing because the Bucks won a game again? The Rams weren't that good. You know what I mean? Like they show. I think like a lot of people put money on Tampa. There's Tampa's a, a heavy betted team. Yeah, it's just I don't know. That one's weird. Line's weird to me. I guess neutral site. Hey, Harmon points out. Thank you, Harmon. He says Chargers are an AFC non divisional game. I didn't. I'm I'm two reins in, boss. I'm in in-state game. They know each other and all that stuff, so I didn't. That's what I was referring to. And then Connor asked about the Giants four and a half against Houston. I played with it. Here's my concern with this game. It's one of my games I have here. This line's moved like a point and a half down. Like, I don't know why. I would figure it would go the other there direction. There's a big injury for the Giants off, well, off the field. The the defensive back, the team captain in the ATV accident. He's gonna, I didn't see he's that. He's going to miss several weeks. I can't think of his name right now, but that was – that was a, a big deal for them. But is that two and a half points worth? I don't know. I don't. Something's weird about that line, I, and, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And then I, I, I played with uh, Arizona and the Rams that game. Just not crazy about it. And the other one that I, I'm, I'm kicking myself a little bit that I didn't just take it. I really do like Buffalo minus three and a half, whether Allen plays or not. Well, I need him to play because my other fantasy quarterback is Joe Burrow, and they're on a bye week. So, then give me give me some points. Um, the one I play with that I will be interested in now is the Cardinals at the Rams. Rams are a one-and-a-half-point um, favorite. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray is not practicing right now because of a hamstring injury. They think he will play. But if Kyler Murray has a hamstring injury and can't leave the pocket, he's not very effective. And it makes a lot of sense. If you watched that game last week, he was getting freaking tattooed in that game because he wasn't. I was like, why didn't he escape in the pocket? Well, it's because of his uh, – Hamstring, he wasn't leaving the pocket. He was getting smoked back there. So if he can't leave the pocket, Aaron Donald's going to have a field day yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. Rams don't know whether Stafford will be available yet. What's that? Rams don't know whether Stafford yeah, will be available. Yeah, he's got concussion protocol, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That was interesting. All right, let's go to the college games. All right, college games. You want to start them off or you want to go? Um, no matter. You can. I can. Whatever. All right. Let's start them off. TCU is going to Texas, and probably the I mean, that's where game day is. Probably the biggest game of the, of the uh, weekend when it comes to college playoff implications. Yeah, uh, Texas is a seven point favorite at home against TCU, mm -hmm. and what they're calling the Gary Patterson Bowl. Yes, um, but that's not where I'm going now. Okay, I'm taking the over at sixty four and a half. No oh. one is going to stop either one of the teams. It's going to be a shootout. 
Um, I like the uh, I like the over at 64.5. I think, I mean, you look at Texas, they've been scoring. I think the lowest they've scored is 34, 35 points. Same thing with TCU. They find a way to score. I think you're looking at a at – a, I mean, they may get 80 points in this game. I like, I like over 64.5. Take TCU and Texas. All right. Earlier in the year, the Syracuse Orange – they're not Orange men anymore. They're just an orange. Syracuse was um, making noise. And they had that painful loss against Clemson, and they really haven't recovered. And you know what, Tyler? They're not recovering this week either. Woo. They're running into a team, and this is a team I don't like, a town I don't like, a school that I think is kind of weird, all that stuff. But credit to Mike Norvell. Florida State playing much better. Well, he, he silenced the critics pretty quick, didn't he? Pretty quick. Give me the Florida State Seminoles minus seven at Syracuse. I think they, I think they take it to them. Wow, in the dome. What do they call that thing now? It's not the Carrot Dome anymore, is it? No, it's some deal, something. All right, let's go here. Which is a good thing. It's not the Carrier Dome anymore because the car- Carrier is an air conditioning company, and that dome is not air conditioned. <laughs> this is true. I didn't think yeah. about that. All right, Neil, for this next pick, I'm going to put some more nicotine in for this next pick. Okay. The Oregon State Beavers. Okay. Have Cal coming to the, to them in Corvallis, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oregon State is favored by thirteen and a half points. Guess what, Neil? I think I know what you're going to say. It's not enough. I agree. Oregon State. I don't know what it is. They play like unhinged at home on the road. Eh. Oregon State's a good football team. I like Oregon State. I think Cal's a disaster right now. I'm taking Oregon State minus 13 and a half at home against Cal. All right. I like that pick. You're going with Oregon State. I'll go with Oregon. I'm going to lay 13 and a half with the Ducks against a good Washington Huskies team. But listen, this thing in Autzen, Oregon's just better at Autzen. Home field matters this year in college football more than it's mattered in a long time. It really matters this year. Crazy as it is, Oregon playing for a couple of things right now. They need style points. And Bo Nix has a shot. Not a big shot, but he's got a real shot to win the Heisman Trophy. And to do it, he's got to keep putting up numbers and making waves and hoping that Justin Fields has a couple of average games. And if that happens, he's got a real shot at the Heisman. I think they run it up on the Huskies in Autzen. You're talking about a crazy fan base. How you think the Auburn Tiger family is going to handle Bo Nix winning the Heisman? Because they're part of the reason that he left. I know why he left. Yeah. Probably won't like it. Talking about karma. Woo. All right, Neil, speaking of the great state of Alabama. Yes, sir. Our Troy Trojans. By the way, there was a couple of days – back last December that I thought Bo Nix was coming here. It came up. Yeah. I don't know how real it got, but it came up. Yeah. His dad's a good dude. His dad's head coach at Phoenix City. Yeah. In Alabama. Um, The Troy Trojans. Yes, sir. Are my, hosting. My Troy Trojans. You know, we got Veterans Day coming up, by the way. I know. Hats off to all the all the veterans out there. If you remember, there. we were in Mobile a couple hours before the game. We talked to John about this game. Yes. They have Army. Coming to Veterans Stadium mm-hmm. for Veterans Day weekend. 
Kind of cool. It is kind of cool. I'm sure they, they got a lot of stuff planned. It'd be, it'd be a little awesome day there in Troy. Troy is favored by nine. Okay. But guess what, Neil? It's not where I'm going. Oh, you're doing an over-under, aren't you? I'm taking the under at 46 and a half. I think the deep points are going to be at a premium in this game. There's going to be triple option. Both teams are running the ball. Clock's just going to be tick, 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 tick. I'm going under 46 and a half um, in this game. Here's the thing. I also want to say this. I don't. It may happen this week because of what they're doing on offense. But Carlton Marshall is a kid that I really like and respect from McGill Tulin High School. Who yeah. uh, Caleb uh, Caleb Ross, who is now at Troy, ironically, was his high school coach and was like, "You guys are idiots for not taking this guy at South." And I tried to get him past, couldn't get him past. Nobody would ever take a shot on this kid. He was just like an undersized linebacker that made plays. You know, uh-huh. ends up walking on at Troy. That's what his best – he didn't have any scholarship stuff. Ends up walking on Troy. He is 20 tackles away from the NCAA all-time tackles record. How about that? And he could get it this weekend, obviously, because of triple option. But if it's not this week, it'll be next week. But he will, as long as he stays healthy, he will finish his career as the NCAA all-time leading tackle uh, guy from McGill Tulin right there in Mobile. Congratulations to him. Good kid, too. I'm going back to the Big Ten. Kind of my wheelhouse. Like several Big Ten games this week, but I'm only going with one. Illinois stumbled last week. Illinois gets its footing back this week, though. Illinois at home against Purdue. Purdue beginning to fall apart a little. Uh, Illinois is going to be able to hold Purdue pretty low number. I think Illinois' offense gets a little healthier. I don't know what the over-under is on this. I would like the under. Give me Illinois minus six and a half at home against Purdue. Yeah, like we talked about Monday, if they can't run the ball, Purdue, they struggle. And they're and Illinois is not going to let them run the ball. No. So, it, I, I agree with that. I like that. All right, Neil, my fourth pick. Mm-hmm. And, look, I just want to apologize in advance on this one. But it's frostbite time. I, I got to do some things for frostbite to prevent frostbite. Yeah. We got two quick use schools <laughs> going against each other. Uh oh. In Starkville, Mississippi on Saturday night. Georgia. The Mississippi Georgia Bulldogs State. are going to Mississippi State. Georgia is a sixteen point favorite at Mississippi State. Guess what, Neil? I I don't think it's enough. <sighs> it's not enough. Yeah. I can't go enthusiastically because I love my Quick, you guys down there. Using a Mississippi State pen at this very moment. Am I? Yep. How's that a Mississippi State pen? Turn it over. In the white, it says Mississippi State. Oh, damn. It sure does. I know. You handed me the pen twice. I saw it. I've never noticed that on this pen until you just showed me that. I wonder how I got that. I'm going to guess they gave it to you. But I don't remember how. They did send me a cowbell. Good thing it wasn't attached to a million dollars. They did send me a a cowbell for Christmas last year. I know. Um, Okay. Uh, but I'm taking Georgia minus 16. I, I think that you saw a little bit last week when they can't run the football and somebody can stop the run against them, they start struggling a little bit. And, look, Georgia is on a whole different level. And we talk about the process. Georgia is Alabama in 2011-12. They got it. They got that sun gun rolling. So I'm taking Georgia minus 16 at State. Okay. I'm going back to a team that's been good to me all year. Grind, grind disagreed 
earlier in the thread. I don't know if Grind's still with us or not. He'll be back. Western Kentucky's been good to me all season. They're at home against mm-hmm. the Rice Owls. And I actually think this game has blowout written all over it. Give me my Hilltoppers. I'll lay 13 against Rice. Neil, I agree with you on that. Rice, I did some deep diving this. I also had this game picked. I scratched it off because you did. Um, Rice struggles on the road. And um, Western Kentucky's kind of getting things figured out. All right, Neil, my last pick before I go money line. Okay. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh-oh. Are coming to Oxford, Mississippi on Saturday. That is correct. 2.30. CBS. SEC Nation got a big show coming on for oh, you. Saturday so exciting! Morning. So exciting! You can go out and see Paul today, tomorrow. Yeah, we're we're tight. You and Paul. Yeah, we're yeah. tight. You can I go may hang out with them. I might go hang show. out. I think I got a spot on the show tomorrow. Do you really? No. Okay. <laughs> they don't give a shit. I mean, I, I would definitely I would get their show canceled because I would tell the truth. They don't like telling the truth on that show. All kidding aside, you know what bothers me about that show a little bit? Is there a little bit? Is there just one thing? No. I actually I like the people on the show. I don't like, and if you can't tell about this about our show, I don't give a shit what everybody else thinks. I just tell what you think. Don't don't be persuaded about what people. It's such a clickbaitish. Hey man, will you say this to help me? I, I don't go about that stuff. I, yeah. I don't. That bothers me. Yeah. Anyway, Alabama is favored by twelve. Um, guess what, Neil. Uh, it's not enough. It's it's probably not enough, but I'm not going there, Neil. I'm taking the over oh. at 63 and a half in this game. I I personally don't see any way that Ole Miss slows Alabama down enough. Um, I think I told you earlier, I think it'd be good research for, we got some Ole Miss fans on here. Um, to my best that I can look, I think every time an SEC team has played Ole Miss, their offense has had the most points that they've had versus another SEC opponent. I mean, hell, Auburn scores 34 against them, whatever. I, I think that uh, – I don't Except see – Kentucky's – Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky would be the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're stacking weeks now. Yeah. Um, Vandy, we can go on about down the list. LSU. LSU, Texas A&M. Texas A&M Auburn. Look, I think it's a bad matchup defensively for, for Ole Miss. I think they're, they score. But let me tell you on the other side. Look, Lane knows how to score and move the football against Alabama. Yeah. Um, he's more balanced this year than he's been in a long time. I think Jackson Dart's going to give the Alabama defense some issues. Um, he has to have a good – he has to do a lot of really good things with his legs. I think you got to see him rushing the football a little bit on read zones. I think you got to see him, hey, it's third and eight. Things are covered. Alabama goes two-man. Your guys aren't getting open versus two man. If it's third and long, I'll go ahead and tell you the best play that Lane can draw up is four vertical and let Jackson Dart take off. Because I do think he's more athletic than what Alabama can do. Nick's not going to want to spy. I mean he's just not going to want to um because it takes a guy away from coverage. He's not beyond it, but he doesn't want to do it. Um I think uh I think Ole Miss scores points in this game. And I think they score a lot. It's just a matter of they're going to be able to keep up or not. It's at home, crazy things happen, but I don't see I don't see Alabama holding Ole Miss under thirty points either. I think they score at least thirty, if not more. Um but I think Alabama's in the forties, if you made me put a gun in my head. Um I like the over at sixty three and a half. And if Ole Miss wins the game, it's gotta go over in my opinion. 
So I'm kind of covering my basis there. I think it's going to be over naturally, but if Ole Miss wins the game, it's going to be over. I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game that Ole Miss wins. I don't pick SEC games, um, and this is if, – if I did, this is not the one I would have picked. If I had picked SEC games, I would pick LSU minus three or three and a half against Arkansas. That's where I would have gone all day. Would have been probably my top pick, top pick of the day because I think LSU is going to steamroll Arkansas. If you told me to take an SEC money line on a bargain – What was the number? You told um, me it's three something. Yeah, three sixty. the The SEC money line I would take is Ole Miss plus three sixty. I don't think Ole Miss is going to win. I think it's going to be close. I think both teams are getting into the thirties. I love your over pick. I wish I didn't, but I do. Um, but if for some reason, and I don't know what this is, if you tell me that they get over with both teams getting into the thirties, for some reason, I think Ole Miss wins that game. I think one of two things, even though I picked in, I, I, in Neil's picks, I picked Alabama by 10. What score did you pick? I can't remember. 34, 24, something. I don't know. Let's hope it's more than that. Yeah. If you told me they both get into the 30s, for me, I just think Ole Miss wins the game. I think there's two outcomes that are most likely, even though the computer models don't do this. One is that Alabama wins big, 17 or more. And the other is that Ole Miss wins the game. I, for some reason, I think a close game, maybe it's because Ole Miss has just found ways to win close games, and I've gotten where I expect them in a close game to win it. I don't know. And I've just had this funny feeling about this game. Like, and I don't know what it is. It's not it, – it's, it's a part of me just kind of wonders how Alabama, a team that hasn't played a, quote, meaningless, end quote, game, in the regular season in 12 years. The last time that this happened, Barack Obama was in his first term. We finished his first term, had another term, Trump, and now two years of Biden. Since the last time Alabama played a regular season game that wasn't consequential. presidents. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, I, I don't, there's a part of me that thinks, especially if, I'm right. And the finals, LSU 38, Arkansas 21 or something, where it's pretty obvious third quarter of that game that LSU is going to win. And if there's any piece of the mind of Alabama going, hey, you know, we've got a chance. Until, until it's over, we got to fight. When they go, it's over. We're not. LSU's not going to lose in Fayetteville. It's over. I just wonder if they lose just a dash of edge and then the game gets going and it gets late and one team just kind of wants it more. From a matchup standpoint, though, this is very favorable to Alabama. Very favorable to Alabama. Yeah, I'm not betting against Alabama or, you know, they haven't lost a game, back-to-back back -back regular season games since his 2007. It's been yeah. longer than that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm with you. I picked Alabama to win. I, I just – but anyway, my pick is not um, – it's not Alabama. It's not LSU. Instead, it is a future SEC team. Oh. It is an SEC team that I think is beginning to discover a few things, and it's going up against a team that is about to fire its coach and replace that coach with one of your friends. Give me Oklahoma – it's not a secret anymore. It's out. It's everywhere. Give me Oklahoma minus 7.5 in Morgantown 
against a checked-out West Virginia Mountaineers team. Boomer, sooner. Thank you. And I might need to start doing this because Carson wants to visit Oklahoma. It's the school he really wants to visit. We can get that set up. I got my guys over there. Okay. They're clients. I think it's I think it's a I think it's gonna be college visit number one. You know what else they got at Oklahoma? What else they got? They got a big old rain cooler in their locker room. Is that right? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, if you ask me the I don't know why, leader in the clubhouse for him right now is probably Sooners. I don't know why. Might, I can set that up for sure. Change. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you up on that for sure. Yep. Um all right, my money line pick. Let's do it. All right, I've been going back and forth on this one. Um all week. So my two money line picks that I've come down to were UConn hosting the Liberty Flames. UConn is plus 430. Yep. And I'm feeling very connected to this pick. Okay. All right. You know how things just like the stars and moons align? Mm-hmm. All right. You got Liberty coming Liberty, off Liberty, an Liberty, all-time high. Liberty, yeah. Beating the first SEC team. They have been promoting and pushing every tweet and video they can, beating Arkansas all week long. Okay. And they got to go to UConn, who's won four or five, and they need this to get bowl eligible. So you think they might be more in Fayetteville than they are in stores? I'm sorry? Stores, Connecticut. Yes, stores, Connecticut. What did you say, more in what? More in Fayetteville. Yes, they're going to still be there. And you know why else I kind of feel? That might be the only way that Arkansas wins is if Liberty shows up and plays for them. Yeah. Let me tell you something, though. Uh-huh. It's my man, Jim Mora Jr. Yeah. At UConn has been doing a hell of a job because they were terrible. Mm-hmm. And he's got them on the edge of bowl eligibility. It's going to be raining with the hurricanes going all the way up the coast. Mm-hmm. And they have grass. They don't have turf. It's going to be a slippery slope. Yeah. And here's the other reason that I almost took it. My man, Jim Mora Jr., big special on college game day. So if you can, I'm sure you can YouTube it. <laughs> is living in a haunted house. Oh. And did a whole thing about his haunted house in Connecticut. Like I felt like the 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 stars are aligning here. Tyler come upstairs. They're trying to tell me, man. They're trying to tell me. Tyler come upstairs. Tyler pick you gone. Tyler pick you gone. Tyler. I just want to have some fun. But I just don't think I'm there yet. Well, you're right. We have 4 weeks counting this week. We got 4 weeks left. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I still think that I need to play it semi-educated until we get dumb next week. Okay. So you said all of that to say what? I'm taking North Texas plus 192. I like that. It was on my list. Um, North Texas at UAB on Saturday. I think this is almost free money. I don't know why I'm messing here. North Texas is playing really well. They've won a bunch in a row. UAB struggled. UAB, UAB does play at home, but North Texas is building something here. I, I like North. They're actually the spreads plus six. Yep. But I'm taking the money line at plus one ninety two. North Texas plus one ninety two money line. And if UConn beats Liberty, I'm going to freaking be so pissed off because I had that all week, and then chickened out. So the games that I looked at from a money line this week because I was looking for different values and such. I did look at Connecticut. Believe it or not, I looked at Arkansas just because everybody kept saying Arkansas, 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 and I just never could get there. I played with Rutgers. Mm. Um, thought about Old Dominion. Thought about North Texas. 
Thought about Maryland against Penn State. Not a bad, not a bad money line. Maryland a little beat up though. Penn State real beat up. Three offensive linemen out. Yep. Told you I thought about Ole Miss. Yep. At plus three sixty, and thought hard about my guys Louisville going to Clemson. I thought that's where you were going to go, but I think I found one that I feel much better about. Nice and safe. Nice, safe and warm. There's no point in me nice cozy taking big swings. Right now, I'm I'm in a spot where being conservative is probably a good move. Until you make some big move, I need to just be conservative. If it don't happen this week, it's not happening. So I'm going back to Texas Tech. I'm 2-0 and this year picking against the Red Raiders. I'm going to go for the trifecta. I'm going to take the Kansas Jayhawks money line, which is just 145, nice and steady. But I've seen some computer simulations that have them winning about half the time. I'm going to flip that coin. I'll go Kansas plus 145. It's at Texas Tech? Yes. All right, I guess that's a long way they're favored. Why? I mean, that, you're talking about somebody plays well at home and bad on the road. Yeah. I mean, cheese me Christmas. Um, real quick, I know we got to go. Where are we at? We got like five minutes. Um, I really, games I liked, especially in the SEC, I love Tennessee over Tennessee covering 20 and a half against Missouri at home. I think they got to make a statement. I don't. I think they're going to score, and I don't know how Missouri does score. Um, the only trick hiccup here I didn't go with it is Missouri does stop the run well, and that's what kind of gets Tennessee behind the chains a little bit. But I think just athlete-wise, especially on offense, I think Tennessee covers that easy at minus uh, 20 and a half. Um, I like Florida minus eight, man, against South Carolina. Yeah, I don't hate it. Just you don't know which Anthony Richardson you get, and if it's bad Anthony Richardson, and he shows up just kind of randomly. They're it, not. They're not good. They're two different teams when he plays well now. Yeah, but I mean, he, he looked. They look like he it was good Anthony last week, yeah. and they look where they were. They're like, damn, this is that's the team that beat Utah. But when he's not on, they're not good. Oof. Um, I just find I don't know, man. I'm I'm hoping that he's getting it figured out. Um, for Billy's sake, I liked uh, I liked Oregon State. You took them. I liked that one. Um. I like Tulane minus a point and a half. I think they're going to win. I liked Iowa State minus a point and a half at Oklahoma State. And I, uh, I, played, with the, uh, I played with the Iowa game a little bit, Iowa-Wisconsin. You get a point with Iowa at home. I don't think that's a bad play. Iowa beginning, no, all jokes aside, beginning to play better. And then you got – they've sold out Jordan-Hare Stadium. I think Auburn's going to beat Texas A&M big. I do. Um, I mean – they will. I, I would. I would almost at this point. I'd be shocked if they didn't. They got you know too much going for them right now as far as momentum and all that stuff. But like you said the other day, be careful what you wish for because the Auburn fans are in like in craving for anything positive right now. And when they get just a little bit of positive, we'll even celebrate participation trophies. Which I got. I got some comments on that the other day too. By the I way, I bet you did. Um, you know what else I got from it though. I got a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches. Agreed with you. Said, thank you for saying what we can't say. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, nobody wants to do that stuff. We will so. be back on uh, Monday. Uh, stay tuned, by the way, in the, uh, in the stream tonight. We got, listen, if you're an Ole Miss fan in here, um, we're here for you. Four o'clock, Pete's Pigskin Preview, breaking down, brought to you by Walk-Ons. Uh, going to break down Alabama at Ole Miss. Really good. You're going to watch a lot of film of the uh, Crimson Tide come away going, uh-oh. Uh, that's at four. And they then talk it, about Will Anderson versus tackles. Yeah, Anderson. Turner. Lane, I'll say this though, 
that's probably going to scare the shit out of you. I will go ahead and tell you right now with 100% certainty, Lane's going to have a plan to neutralize him. <laughs> you have a great plan. I mean, it's not he's not going to go drop back pass eight, for 800, 800 snaps. So we got that coming at four. The Butcher versus the Spin Instructor comes on at six. Greg and Campbell make their picks. Normally we have hand-raised guys at seven. I bumped it back to nine tonight because the uh, Ole Miss baseball um, documentary comes out on uh, the Ole Miss Sports YouTube with, uh, I think it's called Belief or Believe, Belief, I think. about Who did that? Uh, the, the people that do the season. Oh, good. Supposedly he's really, really good. That's at 7. It goes till about 8.45, and you're going to be all geeked up and stuff. And then head over back here to MPW Digital. Got uh, a hand-raised guy show that, frankly, I'm really proud of. I think it's really good. Um, Mike Griffith of the AJC joins. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic. Maybe the best guest, I think, guest appearance we've ever had on the show. That's my opinion. He's You will love the interview. He is terrific. Uh, Ryan Brown joins, as always. Uh, and then uh, Parker Fleming with uh, BetUS Sports, uh, who I follow on Twitter at StatsOWAR, S-T-A-T-S-O-W-A-R. It's a reference that I've used for a couple of years. And I finally reached out to him, like, I'd love to talk to you about this. And it's a few weeks ago. We finally got it done. And um, uh, listen, I will give you the spoiler on, on belief. Uh, Ole Miss wins. <laughs> uh, Ole Miss wins. My fourth pick, Cole, was Western Kentucky minus 13. Oh, NFL. Uh, Saints. No, Dolphins. Dolphins minus three and a half. You can't hit that rewind button. It works. Yeah, you can get it. And then, uh, (laughs) so at night, and also Ben Mintz. Ben Mintz will join, as he always does. We'll preview the weekend ahead in the college game and also in the NFL. So we'll have all that to you uh, tonight. So we'll keep you entertained till almost midnight. Tomorrow's a federal holiday. Is it? Yeah, Veterans Day. Is that tomorrow? Mm-hmm. So um, get a get a good uh, get a good. We'll give you a good night. So enjoy it. Thanks to all of you for being here. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with another edition of McCready and Siski, powered by Rain Total Body Fuel. Rain Total Body Fuel, three hundred milligrams of natural caffeine, BCAAs, electrolytes, zero sugar. It's got what you need to push the limits and achieve your goals. Check them out on Instagram at Rain Body Fuel to learn more. For Tyler, I'm Neil. Until next time, you guys have a great weekend. Take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.